0: Hi, my name is Rene, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by and listening to this podcast. Now, if you don't follow me on Instagram, why don't you go do so right now? Just go to Instagram and look for Rene Pineda or Rene Alaire. Either one of those, you'll find me there. And be sure to subscribe to both of my podcasts. Break it down again with Rene Pineda and grab your coffee with Rene Pineda. And now, on to the podcast. Enjoy. No matter who you are, music at one point or another has played a major part in your life. We tend to forget the things that happened all around us the moment we heard them, but we do get to hear them every now and then. The person, that moment, music is as universal as one, two, three. I think it's time we go back in time, grab all those beautiful songs, and break it down again. Hi, you guys. How are you? Welcome to another episode of Break It Down Again with your friend and host, Rene Pineda. How are you? Everything good? Awesome. Before I get started, I want to thank all of you for the great support so far. I know you're probably tired of hearing me say thank you, but that's the one thing I want you guys to know. Without your support, this would just be some guy that loves music, talking about music to himself, which, by the way, does tend to happen. I will talk to myself every now and then about music, yeah. But... That's what you do when you love something, you know, you just keep talking and talking about it, whether people are listening or not, but you are, you're here, you downloaded, you're streaming. Therefore, thank you. Okay. So if this is the first time that you're listening to my podcast, welcome. And if it is indeed your first time, let me tell you that there are two other episodes available for you to download. Okay. So if you've not heard the previous two, I recommend that you go download them. I don't want you to miss out on the two previous uh, episodes. Got it? Good. Okay, with that said, how about we get cracking with this episode? So today, we're going to travel back in time to a year that saw lots of changes. The year is 1981. And if by some miracle, you're able to travel back in time, there are a few things you're going to need to do. First, make sure you have enough plutonium to get your ass there and come back. Because it's common knowledge. And this is not me speaking. This is based on back to the future, okay? You're going to need 1.21 gigawatts to get there and another 1.21 gigawatts to come back. If you don't have enough, don't blame me. I warned you. And then you're going to need to call me because I'd love to see what life was like back then. For now, we can just imagine how awesome it must have been to hear all these awesome songs being played on the radio. The songs for that year, check it out celebration by cool and Gang. there's also kiss on my list from holland oates um keep on loving you from REO Speedwagon, and i'm gonna keep on loving you and then there's woman from john lennon wow um every woman in the world by air supply girl you're every woman in the world to me and then there's also you make my dreams by holland oates hit me with your best shot by pat benatar And um, Hungry Heart by Bruce Springsteen. Not a bad year for music, actually. No, not at all. Now, at the movies, things were pretty awesome, too. You had Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom on Gold Pond. Uh, Then you had Superman 2. I don't know why that was a hit. Sucks. But anyway, um, there's also Arthur. Oh, my God. I had forgotten about Arthur. Do you remember the theme song? Once in your life, you find her. Someone who turns your heart around and next thing you know, you're closing down the town. No? Okay, here's the hook. When you get caught between the moon and New York City. I know it's crazy, but it's true. Yeah, that's the theme song. Christopher Cross. Good old Christopher Cross. Then there was also Halloween 2 and An American Werewolf in London. Now at home, there were a few shows going on that you might have known or you probably heard of, at least. Magnum P.I., that was with Tom Selleck, I believe. And then there was, oh my God, Dukes of Hazard. I don't care how old you are. There are two words that will describe the Dukes of Hazard: Daisy Dukes. Mufasa. Then there was uh, Mork and Mindy with uh, Robin Williams. Taxi, which starred Danny DeVito and Andy Kaufman. There was also Dallas and The Incredible Hulk, among many others. Other events that happened uh, in 1981, oh yeah, the space shuttle Columbia launched and orbited Earth and returned two days later to become the very first successful reusable spacecraft and began the space shuttle era for NASA. Sadly, this is the same uh, Columbia space shuttle that would be used in 2003 and the same one that while re-entering the atmosphere. Killed all seven astronauts in 2003, as I mentioned. That's so sad. And I cannot forget to mention this on May 11th, 1981, the world lost reggae singer and Jamaican icon, Bob Marley, as he died of cancer at the age of 36. Oh my God, he was so young, you guys. So young. Okay, so back to music. Now, the disco era was still lingering, some of its sounds were still being heard. You know, that deep bass with the funk guitar was still present in a lot of the music. But there was a new sound that was taking over the airwaves. This sound was basically the sound of the 80s. Though it did morph as we headed into the 90s, it pretty much drove most of the 80s. The sound was at first hard to understand because, well, it was driven by guitars, but it wasn't quite rock and roll. A perfect example would be um, David Bowie's song Heroes. We can be heroes. Listen to that song, or if you've ever heard the song, you know that it's not that soft. It does use a little bit of a you know a modern sound to it, but it doesn't sound quite 70s anymore. Now, by the end of the 70s, the term punk rock was mostly used to describe indie rockers, thus giving way to a type of subgenre called new wave. This genre was basically being used as a label for bands that were breaking into mainstream on the pop charts that weren't your typical soft sound, but they weren't heavy punk rock. Uh, So they, you know, found a place in the middle and they turned it into, you know, new wave. That's what they called it. Now, no one really knows exactly where it started, but we do know that there were a few cities that were pumping out this new sound. The two biggest ones were New York and London. Now, in London, you had acts like Elvis Costello. You know, every day, every day, every day I write the book. And then you had The Pretenders, as well as The Psychedelic first. Now, in New York, you had Blondie and The Talking Heads. But then there were other cities that generated that sound, which gave us some of the most amazing music of the time. Now, in Los Angeles, you had The Knack, and you had Oingo Boingo. Thank you very much, Danny Elfman. Well, in Boston, you saw the rise of one of my favorite bands of all time. That band was The Cars. So what made New Wave New Wave? Okay, there were a lot of things that were changing. But to me, there are three definite giveaways. For starters, they were completely the opposite of punk rock. New Wave found its way into mainstream, which is something that punk rock never did. The second one, the rhythms were experimental. If you listen to music from the late 70s into the early 80s, there was a huge change. It wasn't boom, chump, boom, boom, chump, boom, boom. There were so many different sounds. The rhythms were changing. And what I believe to be the most important change, the rise of the keyboards, Now, this doesn't necessarily mean that all the music from the era was driven 100% by keyboards. In fact, some of the groups just used it to enhance their sound, make it a little more modern, if you may. Others just turned their keyboards into their main instrument. Oh, and then, of course, there was this little thing, this tiny event that basically would turn not just the music world, but the world itself upside down. Six words would change how we saw music. The date was Saturday, August 1st, 1981. The time? 12 a.m. The images of Apollo 11 launching into space were used, including the countdown. A few seconds away from switching to the redundant sense sequencer. T-minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4. We've gone for main engine start. We have main Gentlemen, rock and roll and just like that mtv was born now as luck would have it a song that pretty much described the moment in time was given the honor to be the first song ever played on mtv what song was that video killed the radio star and the name of the group the buggles and that's where our story begins today Okay, so just like every story that you've ever been told, there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. So technically, by me going back to August 1st, 1981, I'm actually going back to the end of the story for this song. You see, in reality, the story behind this particular song started way back in 1977. Yes, you heard correct. 1977, when people were wearing bell bottoms and platform shoes And they were listening to Staying Alive and listening to How Deep Is Your Love and watching Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, because I can't think of anything else that came out in 1977 thanks to those big things that happened, (laughs) honestly. But anyway, that's when uh, it's two members or the main members, at least Trevor Horn and Jeff Downs got together along with another fellow musician friend by the name of Bruce Woolley. Now, after writing a couple of songs together, they jointly wrote Video Killed the Radio Star. Now, I don't know if you've ever had the luck to work with someone that you can communicate without even saying a word, but I think it's awesome that they only wrote two songs together, all three of them, and boom, they wrote Video Killed the Radio Star. Sadly, though, um, Bruce Woolley got a solo career going and he left the band thus giving way to what we would come to know as the buggles with only trevor horn and jeff downs here's where things get a little twisty for some bizarre reason and i'm thinking it was because he helped them write it bruce woolley took the song though not exactly the same as the one you and i know and released it as a single in 1979 but for his project which was called Bruce Woolley and the camera club. I guess he had some rights to it and he went ahead and recorded it. Now here's a fun fact about Bruce Woolley's uh, musicians or his band. He had an amazing keyboard player. This keyboard player was so talented that three years down the road, he would go on to record his own album and created another 80 staple do you remember the song she blinded me with science she blinded me with science da, da, da. well that's him his name was thomas Dolby. okay and by the way you can actually look up bruce's version of video kill the radio star on youtube and you'll see that it was a nice attempt but in my humble very humble opinion it fell short From the version that the Buggles would go on to release later on that same year, actually. So, the name Buggles is actually a fun fact. Let me tell you why. They were originally going to be called the Bugs. As in studio insects or imaginary creatures who lived in recording studios causing, you know, a mess. Well, one day a friend jokingly said that uh, the Bugs would be as big as the Beatles. as a joke, right? So what did Trevor and Jeff do? They took the word bugs, added the word beetles, mashed them together, and boom, there you have it. The Buggles were born. I mean, they were already there, but they didn't know what they were going to be called. The original concept of the Buggles was to never be seen. In fact, they had this whole concept of being like robot beetles, you know, like a robot version of the Beatles. Something that would turn out to be impossible once the video for Video Killed the Radio Star became a hit. And if this concept seems a little too familiar to you, let me tell you why. It's because I think that was the same concept for another one of my favorite duos called Daft Punk. I mean, yeah, we know their names and yes, we know their songs. But if you were to see them walking down the street, you wouldn't recognize them. That is unless they were wearing their famous helmets so as much as it hurts me to admit this daft punk yeah i'm on you well you know not really because they broke up <sighs> Okay, so the songs rise to popularity came at the weirdest time for the band because the group Yes, yeah, the group Yes, owner of a lonely heart, had knocked on their door asking the Buggles to help them record their new album after their lead singer, John Anderson, and the keyboardist, Rick Wakeman, quit. They were about to record and they just up and left. Now, they were only supposed to be guests, but they ended up staying for a whole two years with the band. In fact, they recorded the whole album together. How crazy is that? And that, my friends, brings us to a full circle because right around this time is when MTV was about to launch in the United States. And because MTV didn't have much content, meaning didn't have a lot of videos, or at least weird rock and roll videos, not only did they use the Buggles video, Killer Radio Star Song as their opening theme because, well... It made a statement. It was also placed in heavy rotation, linking forever the Buggles, Video killed the Radio Star, in music history. I can honestly tell you that coming from a radio background, the message in this song is still on point today. You see, even though it's not TV, video indeed continues to kill radio stars little by little. Don't believe me? Well, what exactly do you do when a new song comes out? What are your favorite artist? Think of any song. You don't wait for the radio to play it anymore. You really don't. What do you do? You don't go home, turn on the TV, put on MTV, and hope to God that it was scheduled to air while you're home. Fuck, you don't even have to go to the store anymore to pick up a tape, record, or a CD. All you simply have to do is grab your phone, Tap on the YouTube icon. Type in the song that you're looking for. In fact, odds are, you don't even have to go looking for the song because you already received an alert telling you that the song that you were about to go searching just dropped. So, the question is, did video kill the radio star? I don't know. But if you ask me, I'd have to say, In my mind and in my car. We can't rewind, we've gone too far. Pictures came and broke your heart. All right, guys, I really hope you enjoyed this because I sure as hell did. There are a lot of things that I didn't know about this song and the fact that it made so much history. For a band that basically only lived for yet another year after the song was released, by the way, they disbanded in 1982. After recording their second album, they called it quits. And uh, they each went their own way. But that's how music works. Come in, you make a statement, you make an album. And if you're lucky, you get a hit here, hit there. And you survive for the next album. Okay, don't forget to follow me. I've got an Instagram account. You can find me under René Alaire. Or just look for René Pineda. René Pineda, I'll be wearing a Chicago Blackhawks hat. I'll be wearing a video game shirt and you'll see my name right there. Rana Pineda. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you guys for downloading and I will catch you next time. Sending you lots of hugs and hopefully you have already turned on your alerts so that every time a new episode comes out, you get that alert and hopefully you'll be around next time we break it down again. Bye. Hello. I really hope you enjoyed that last episode. If so, be sure to subscribe and turn on your notifications. This way, you'll know every time I drop a new episode. Also, if you're enjoying the content, why not help support the project? Either one, grab your coffee with Rene Pineda or break it down again. You'll find the link in my bio on my Instagram page. Look for me under Rene Pineda or Rene Alaire. Thanks for the support.